Welcome back to 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast, a show focused on highlighting the illustrious Prairie View A&M University, the HBCU of Texas, by promoting SWAC and the HBCU experience, featuring your fellow PD Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, three-time SWAC champ Gatiwerema, former drum major HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams, driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at 1876SCP. And don't forget, we do it for the culture. Welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. We are mid-April already, and uh, today we've got Gatti, Ro, Jay Cleasy, Big Al. Hey, uh, Mike is uh, celebrating his birthday out in Napa Valley with some unrefrigerated uh, (laughs) (laughs) Molo. I'll explain that joke a little bit later. Uh, There's no Cabernet Sauvignon on ice out there. Right, right, right. (laughs) And Shanetta is, uh, uh, she went back online again. So, you know, whenever you uh, assist with bringing the line through, basically you online again too. So I think tonight might be her last night uh, of being online again. So uh, look to have her back next week as well. So inside joke with the uh, non-refrigerated Merlot, uh, when they first opened the suites, uh, at Panther Stadium, you know, you could order wine. So we get in the suite and somebody put the Merlot on ice. And Mike had a fit. <laughs> he said, man, who who put the Merlot on ice? Don't you know Merlot was supposed to be served at room uh, temperature? Ca- I'm sorry, you have it was Cabernet Sauvignon. He <laughs> stopped everybody from having a good time, walks out and says, Hey, who put the Cabernet Sauvignon on ice? <laughs> Right. It was no charcuterie tray or whatever. Yeah. We had no idea what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> Y'all get off the birthday boy. Hey man, we See? thought we had really committed a crime. Like, oh, oh I'm right. sorry. I was like, we all like, it's not supposed to go on ice. <laughs> hey man, they, everything they brought in went on ice. So right, right. <laughs> The cold drink's supposed to be cold. Hey, hey, hey. but happy birthday to him. I hope he's enjoying it, having a great time out there and, you know, bringing back some some hot, cold duck. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Carlos Rossi. We need that Rossi in the gallon jug. Top of the line wide. Top of the line, fine wide. (laughs) Hey, man. So, Nesby was a couple weeks ago, and I went. Of course, I left before the end, but... uh, Guess who won chapter of the year nationally? Dun, 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 dun. None other than TVU. And who you rooting for? Yeah, so Prairie View won uh, Nesby National Chapter of the Year. Uh, they won Region, region 5 back uh, last fall, but they won Nationals here a couple weeks ago. So congratulations to the PV Chapter of Nesby out here doing the thing and making us proud. Man, that is awesome. Congrats for everybody. Yes. National hey, Society of Black Engineers. Yes, indeed. Yes. Hey, and this was the biggest uh, convention ever for NASB. They had over 14,000 students. Really? 
That's huge. That is a really big. It was a sight to see. That surgeons of uh, STEM students coming through the pipeline. That's good to hear. Yes, yes. That's really good to hear. Hey, did y'all see where uh, KPVU is now coming out with the app? And we're joining, I did see they joined that. the NPR family. Oh, I see that. That is great, man. I wonder um, how they're going to continue to expand all of their offerings. So that's that's a good start um, with all the talent that we've been seeing coming through PV. Again, our interns, shout out to our interns. Uh, it's just it seems like that should have been in the mix. Right. And so I just wonder how much we're going to continue to to expand on all that technology that's out there. So. Um, yeah. Good deal, good deal. I love it. Yeah. Can't wait to to download it and, and get going. I think is it already on uh, Apple it and uh, it says coming soon. So I don't know if it's actually up and running just yet. Okay, it may be. But that's the first thing I thought about was, man, hey, that's pressure now, right? Like you mm -hmm. got to you got to up your quality of your product that you're putting out since you are worldwide. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes. Let's get some syndicated shows out here. Make some money. Yeah. <laughs> 1876. <laughs> just saying. You want to be recognized for all. There's a lot of talent on campus. And it is. The, the new studio and the communications department continuing to grow. I just I'm excited to see what the, the variations of shows that may come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those kids, they are really, I mean, if you ever, like, go to YouTube and just, like, you know, I don't think, I don't know what the hashtag is, but there's a lot of student-ran programming and content that's out there. Some of it's pretty good. Some of it, I'm like, okay, well, we're, maybe you're a freshman, but uh, a lot of it is really good, man, and and really well produced, and, and the content is actually, you know, pretty good, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, everything that comes out of that partnership there. Um, hey, Dr. Simmons, new book. Boy, she's just home, One Girl's Journey. She just out here. Is she going to run for Congress just, next? Do we going to see Dr. Simmons? I mean, she got to be the most productive person and kept man, because every week is something. I'm like, when did she have time for this? I'm like, uh, over the age of 75. She got all gas, no brakes, baby. I love it. I love it. But but for some reason, AM Board of Regents didn't want her to be president anymore. Like man, okay. bless their heart. In the yeah, Texas yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, while there, she's blessing their heart. She says, "Uh, be on the lookout, folks. It's called um, Up Home, One Girl's yes. Journey. <laughs> so, it's a memoir too. So I'm, I already pre-ordered the Audible because uh, Audible doesn't come out until September 5th. Because I, my reading list, I'm behind, man. I'm, I'm probably about a month and a half, two months behind, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a lot out there. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, um. Man, we got to call the prayer warriors to the front of the congregation for uh, our brethren, uh, the, the Rho Theta chapter of Omega Sci-Fi on uh, seated at Prayer View A&M University. Uh, they, they got caught up, man, and um, it, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Cutie crickets. Uh, man, I, I just... 
I, I, I pray. I pray for all of those young men and their families. Um, I, apparently, there was a video of one of their sets uh, that leaked out and got to law enforcement, and you can kind of imagine all the things that happened after that. Yeah. Um, and I just, I mean, uh, some of these guys were about to graduate. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be allowed to graduate. Um, they will probably no longer be allowed to be members of that fraternity. Uh, mm-hmm. Those who were involved in that process will probably never be able to be allowed into that fraternity. So it's just not a good look. Uh, I don't care how you, what your perspective is, just no way to, to see any positive that comes out of that. Yeah, you know, you're talking about a group of young men who whose college education has been uh, essentially halted, and who knows if they're going to be able to get back on this campus or any other campus. So, hey, regardless of your affiliation, it's a bad deal all the way around. Bad yeah. deal. I, I, I hope it's a wake up call for folks. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, man. Understand that you're. Social media is such a it's a blessing and a curse. And I just struggle with um, how how quickly people can forget that there's always a camera on you. And it's 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 unfortunate. And but I do hope that it, it can be rectified or some kind of resolution um, that's in the best interest of all, you know, yeah. whatever. So there will be lawyers. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only folks who uh, get a positive out of this. Is yes, those lawyers get their $400 an hour billing rate uh, yeah. probably from several of those families. So it's very unfortunate. And uh, our prayers are, are with uh, all those uh, impacted, uh, all those families. Some of our classmates have children who were uh, sons who were involved in that. So, um, yeah, man, our prayers are with them. Our prayers are with them. Uh, speaking of videos, Mr. Cam Newton. Cam. Beaumont, Texas, right? <laughs> so Cam got out here and uh, I did not have that on my bingo card. Mm-mm. No, man. Cam released one of his uh, one of his motivational speech, uh, speeches got leaked. And um, he probably gave some of the realest advice that you could have given to any group of young men, not just football players, but any group of young men. And the thing that I loved about it is that he's not just coming off of the heels of this, you know, newfound fam fame that's associated with HBCUs. I mean, you know, he Cam Newton came here and played here in Brenham, where I am at Blinn, Blinn College, a JUCO. So he lives that by those by those words that he gave them. Hey, if you can play, they will find you. So, but, you know, hey, it's uh, it's unfortunate that we're still trying to tell that message and get that message across. But I'm glad that it's going out through multiple channels and I hope these young men are hearing it. And uh, I look forward to, you know, we've been talking about the great homecoming of our athletes and uh, I, I hope it continues to fuel the fire. Yeah, I uh I, I was happy to hear it from him, and um, he's a voice that a lot of those young, those young men will listen to. I believe his his younger brother attended Howard, uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So, uh, yeah, that that was a good look as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and and it's so true. We can oftentimes there are limitations um, as far as visibility for HBCU athletes, but particularly in football, 
that's been consistently an area where if you have the size and the skill, you'll get looks. Because I know from Prairie View, we had at least 10 athletes. I mean, I'm sure more than that go to the NFL over the last 10 years. So, you know, um, and every homecoming, you see a lot of them continue to come back. We still have some players right now um, in the NFL. So I thought that was – and you got to you got to keep it real with people. I think that's an issue with a lot of athletes these days. A lot of people weren't really keeping it 100 with them as they were coming up and now they have this kind of ent- entitlement mentality without the talent or the work ethic to back it up. Uh, yeah. so I I, li- I like people who keep it real and can keep it 100 on that. Yep. it a book. Yeah. All right. Now, I saw something come across my feed, and uh, y'all know I'm a big Jill Scott fan. And she had a rendition <laughs> of the national anthem that just wow, just wow. Yeah, if you haven't good. seen it, Google it. And uh, that was, I mean, Jilly from Philly. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Jill Scott is such a culmination of talent verse vocally and also lyrically you know she you know she's a great poet right and a great writer so you put those combinations put that together and you are bound to get something great every single time not yeah. to mention just getting caught up in the melodic uh <laughs> tones of yes. her voice you know yes. so, but oh man can, yeah, it can was we get that version played at a pv home game that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) Your boy Sean will be on down top 290 quick. The A will pull the plug. Pull the plug. Right. (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't I I I don't think you'll be hearing that at any official uh, sporting events. No. Uh, no, just based on uh, the the angle that she the approach she takes with uh, with the lyrics of that rendition, but it was it was masterful. It was unless you get one of the renegade DJs that just say <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody hacked the system. <laughs> right. Play it at the old miss game. Play it at the if you can hack it and play it at the old miss game, oh man. I say man, that. look, if with, with them black players, players go ahead, Joe. With them black players running around uh dressed like uh Confederate soldier uniform. Right. Basically. That part. That part. The rebels, Look, if, man. If the but... Aggies can play, this is for my, my ninjas. Every time we had the ball. <laughs> Y'all don't remember that, dude. Oh, you I, no. Every time we had the ball. Dun, 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 dun. I say, you know, at first you kind of jamming with it, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. Every time we get the ball, they play that tune. No, no, bro. no. Mm. Yeah, that's straight up flag on the play. Violations, buddy. You have to be flag and it was on subtle. the play. It was subtle. I'm telling you, the microaggressions are real. Nobody would have known. Mm-hmm. Got to be more careful. You have to be more careful. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and Gatti's going to give us a quick breakdown of what we saw during basketball season. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like. All right, that's T. 
Yes. All right. All right. PB fans. So recently we had the end of basketball season during um, March Madness, and there was a lot of excitement around this season, but it was clear that both teams have been doing a lot of rebuilding. Of course, men's basketball coming off of a three-peat and having a rebuilding year, and then the women as well, having a lot of young players. So at the beginning of the season for women's basketball, well, let's start off with this. They, women's basketball ended 500 for the season, 15 and 15 overall record, and 12 and seven in conference play. Not so bad, right? Yes, but we weren't able to move too far in the tournament. Um, and when it came down to SWAC play, we lost to Southern by 27 points, which was a bit of a surprise, um, but not really. And I'll tell you why, because earlier in the season when we played Southern, it was a really close game. Uh, the game actually went into overtime, but it was led by Diana Rosenthal, who had 28 points. This time around during the SWAC tournament, which we all know that during the SWAC tournament, it's a whole new season. Southern Jaguars brought that heat and they locked down Diana Rosenthal, which, um, you know, she's the key player, the star, the general X factor, everything for the team. So she was held to six points. And because of that, Southern ran off with it. Um, leaving us in the dirt, also winning um, the SWAC tournament. So Coach Sandy Pugh's former alma mater took home the gold, but, you know, we're still holding our heads high after having a, a, a successful season, and that's led at the helm by Coach Sandy Pugh, Associate Head Coach Danny Evans, uh, Dobo, Rhonda Jackson, Assistant Coaches, Brittany Washington, and um, Coach Portia. So uh, the point leaders for the women's was Zyana Rosendahl, of course, at 15 points per game, Tamara Miracle at nine, Kennedy Paul at eight. Uh, re on the rebounding end, Geraldine Smith with six, Desiree uh, Lewis five, and then uh, a, the same rotation of players just across the board. But, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to uh, these players developing and just becoming um, even that much stronger, but uh, you all have anything you want to say about the women's basketball? Yeah, I, I think uh, we did see a lot of uh, these women develop over the years. Uh, Diana Rosenthal, I mean, uh, she you can't say enough about her presence on that team. Um, I, I'm hoping she opts to come back next year. I hope we can find some NIL deal or something because I think at this point in her career, she doesn't have anything to prove and she can go and make some money playing ball. So uh, we, we have to see what's going to happen there. But um, looking at the Kennedys develop, um, yeah. we've got some of the freshmen that we're getting in and, and, and we got some ballers. I think the one thing that we were missing, we need some we need some some big presence in the post. Uh, we had a lot of, uh, you know, jump shooters and outside uh, perimeter players, but we didn't have you know, somebody holding down the post. So I, I hope that in this, either out the portal or, or uh, just bring somebody out of JUCO, that we can we can get somebody to get a bigger presence in the post because I think that hurt us once we got into tournament play. Yeah. yeah. If you recall, uh, when we spoke to Coach Pugh, she did mention that uh, they were doing a lot of recruiting, uh, reducing that GPA requirement down to a 2.5 has opened up a whole new uh 
pool of prospects. And so she did say that they're bringing in some dogs. Uh, so the recruiting is is going well. Uh, so, hey, she got to rebuild a team. That's the that's the college game. Right. You got to basically rebuild your team every couple of years. So I look I look forward to seeing what team that, that she puts on the court next year. What should Netta say? Next man up. certainly and then on the men's side they ended the season 13 and 17 overall record it's been a minute since we had a a record like this but as we said they're uh, they're rebuilding as well nine and ten in conference play on march 4th they beat tsu by four points but then lost in the first round of the tournament tsu wind up winning the entire tournament just a few days later and it just shows you that same concept of uh conference tournament time being a whole different season you just have to play your best basketball and tsu did just that um led by coach byron smith uh, assistant uh, assistant coach spencer robertson james stafford johnny williams and grad assistants jacob lando and then michael white as far as players who led the team, we had Will Douglas um, at 15 points per game, Yauza Rosas at 10.9 points a game, Jeremiah Gambrell, who had been there on, on the hill for a minute, about 10 points a game, and then Higo Augustin at nine points. Um, Yauza Rosas averaged seven rebounds as well. Nikki Ruddy uh, brought in five, as well as Higo um, Austin. Ricky Nelson with about three assists per game. Will Douglas also got in on the assists with two per game. And then Jeremiah Gambrell as well. A lot of great individual athletes, which we saw at different times during the season that they clicked on all cylinders. And when they played as a unit, they were very impressive to watch. Um, But there was a lot of competition in the SWAC this year. So you just see where you are now and know that next year you got to bring that heat, bring that fire. Of course, there was a target on the Panthers back because they had been reigning um, the conference for so long, but now they have to come back and prove themselves in this next season. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to see them take on this new challenge. Yeah. I think um, the, the interesting thing about this year's men's team is you had, what was it? Nine grad transfers. Yeah. Um, so next year, you're going to see a completely different team. And Gati, you got to share with us what what impact does that have on chemistry? If uh, you know you you're bringing together guys every every year that have never played together, is that something that uh, kind of yields itself to being like a playing on an all star team versus uh, being on a team that you know has gone to a couple of camps together? You've gone through a couple of summers together and kind of learned each other because it just seemed like uh, they never really got on the same page uh, defensively. And that's always a staple of a Coach Smith team is that defensive cohesion. And we just didn't see it this year like we normally do. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. It's similar to an all-star setup, especially when you're uh, at the grad level and you've had experience in college and you've maybe had success from wherever you came from. And now you're coming to a new program and you were the big dog where you came from and you know you can score and you know you can play, but you're coming into a system that's really shaking that up and putting you into a role that the team needs you to be in. And so that can be a, a shift mentally that takes time and all of accepting your role. But also whenever you're 
starting a new season, even if you've been there years prior, there's still that time where you have to build chemistry. And that's where the summers and that extra time comes into play because you can do um, team building activities so you can learn to trust and understand each other better. Uh, because, you know, ultimately it does come down to trusting your your teammates. Like, are you going to trust your teammates to make this shot? And if they make it or if they missed it, will you trust them enough to pass them again uh, and give them another opportunity? Or will you, you know, always go the other way? And so I think uh, oftentimes you need that time uh, of season and growth together to be able to develop that. But uh, we might see some of the same things next year. I mean, coach likes to um, recruit JUCO players and he likes to come out of the transfer. He doesn't really do freshmen too much. So I I'm really interested to see if he's going to take another uh, a strategy with that or if he's going to continue to recruit some of these older players. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see what um, how he handles that. Yeah, because I think the other... Uh contributing factor is, you know, we start those first 12 games with all the money games and you're playing against, you know, some squads that are deep in talent. Uh, they've probably they've played together for a few more years and they've got, a, you know, some more big game experience. So I think we started the season, what, 0-12 or something like that, or maybe 1-12. and So yeah. that it's got to be hard to get that confidence in your teammates when, you know, you've lost the first 12 out of 13 games. You don't know what you have. Then you get to the SWAC and everybody's playing like a GDI. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, we played North Carolina, um, sorry, North American, Washington State, UTSA, Arkansas State, Oklahoma State, you know, uh, Rice, Northwestern, early in the season. And those games are definitely good, I think, especially when you have an established team. And that's what we saw in the past when we had more established teams, meaning um, teams have played together longer and were able to get some upsets. But, you know, with a lot of new players that could shake them up to losing that often that early and seeing that level of talent, it can be intimidating. Um, but it really depends on the athlete and their their mentality and, you know, how, how quick they're able to recover and show up. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good strategy because you want to have you want to push your team and bring that competition early. But, you know, not a lot of people can't handle it or bounce back from it. So, yeah. yeah. I remember, though. Remember, we started when you're talking about that early season schedule. Remember, we beat a, P, uh, a power five, Washington State. And I think that had everyone excited about the season and the potential tournament run. Uh, so I think that was kind of a letdown to start, even though even though we had that tough uh, season, early season schedule, we did get that big win in. So we thought, I guess the thought process was we would be able to dominate the SWAC. And, and remember, we beat Grambling, which was one of the mm -hmm. better teams in the SWAC with a lot of size. We beat them early in SWAC play. So we we started all swag play, uh, swag play well, and then just kind of tapered off due to injuries and, and, and team cohesion and defensive letdowns, things of that nature, as y'all mentioned earlier. Yeah, and the games were close now. We didn't get smacked by these teams, but mm -hmm. it's just a matter of who's able to finish. 
you know, yep, that's right. within our conference, like who's able to have that last push and close the game. Right. And I hope we can, uh, this was a contract year for Coach Smith, so I hope we get that locked down sooner than later so he can really hit that recruiting trail, uh, having that uh, behind him so that those players can have confidence that they'll be playing for the guy that recruited them. So, Dr. Gardner, let's get that done. <laughs> message. Dr. Gardner said, yeah, I'm going to keep my name out your mouth. No. He said, you got one more time. Hey, he done had it with us, bro. He, he like, yeah. I man. We about to lose our access in a minute. We're going we to cut another check. We'll be all right. Yeah. Sorry about that. You want that media pass, don't you? Hey, <laughs> hey one thing we didn't uh, mention is that um, Jeremiah Gambrell entered the transfer portal uh, mm. about a month yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to lose him. And then uh, that, that's one point guard. And then another point guard, um, uh, Doc, Doc Nelson, graduated. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be probably at the top of the priority list uh, recruiting-wise for Coach Smith is finding a point guard who can really run this show in addition to finding more size, just as the ladies' team needs to do. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so uh, let's 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 shift gears here and let's talk some of the other spring sports. First off, we gotta talk softball, man. man that the is best the story show of the year. <laughs> that is the story of the year. All gas, no breaks. Mm. I mean, they are getting it done. Um, we had uh, two players that were selected as player of the week this week. We had uh, our pitcher, Jerika Rojas, uh, who pitched a no-hitter over UAPB uh, in that 11-1 win. And then our hitter of the week for SWAC is Jalen Davis. We have five hits to go along with five uh, runs and five RBI against UAPB in that three-game stand. So these ladies are out here killing it. Yeah. What's the streak up to now? 15-0. and uh, 15-0. Well, it's probably yeah. because they just went over uh who they went over? Uh 14 and 14 and 1 over UAPB. So I, th- yeah. I think it's 15 and 0. I'll double check that. Uh, undefeated yeah. in the swag. And, and Miss Rojas is is just dominating the swag from a pitching standpoint. It's yeah, it's getting man. ridiculous. I mean, said, this is you say, Joe, it's almost unfair. It seems unfair. <laughs> That's the hottest ticket in town, bro. It is the hottest ticket in town. It is it is highly entertaining? As we we've spoken about in previous episodes, um, those young ladies are they're athletic too. That that is the killer. If you haven't been to a softball game um, on any level. When you go out there, you, like their athleticism jumps off the page. You jumped off the field to me, and that 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 shows it's really why they've been so competitive and dominant in the swag this season. Yeah, yeah, they they just swept Grambling yesterday, uh, three to nothing in the first game, and the second game was uh, let's see. Oh, they lost the second game. They lost the second game. Okay, so they lost the second game. Loss. So that was. That was a first swag loss. Yep. yep. Nine to one. They lost the second game. Uh, but man, I am I'm excited for these ladies. I, I'm I'm trying to go. They get they gotta go pause up again, man. We, yeah, man. They, they try they gotta keep up with bowling here, right? Uh, <laughs> bowling yeah. got six. Here comes softball. softball like, oh, yeah, hit me too. Hit me too. Uh, man, one more game. We talking one more game. 
that swack softball tournament is gonna be feisty. It's gonna be yeah, nice. between yeah. them, Grambling, Fam, you, the fans, the, oh, the, the <laughs> crazy fans from all over the swack. I, I'm going to do my best to get to that that uh swack crazy, crazy mamas and aunties out there talking to <laughs> already. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Go on to the other side and talk some baseball. I mean, they beat the brakes off of UAPB on Friday. It was yes, 14-1, man. Yeah. That right there. So, uh, uh, the junior, uh, Drew Dues had everything working on Friday, pitching out uh, eight UAPB hitters over six innings. Um, he led the Panthers to that 14-1 victory. Uh, in addition to his eight strikeouts, he was three and four, tossed six innings. Uh, giving up one run, six hits, walking none for PV. Uh, overall record now is 12 and 21. And then we had that freshman uh, Donato also made a big impact on the mound, uh, starting the ball game and throwing one shutout inning while allowing no hits with one walk and three strikeouts. So offensively, the Panthers were paced by uh, Donato, who went three for four on the day uh, with the walk and four RBI. Uh, senior uh, Martinez. Um, compiled a noteworthy day uh, at the dish as well, going two for five with four RBI. And then our sophomore Weiss also contributed for PV, putting together two hits and five trips to the plate while adding two RBI. So the men are men are starting to starting to warm up too. You know, they like, hey, don't we ain't trying to be left out here on the sidelines. Yeah. Got us over here trying to just do all the chance for the softball team. <laughs> we need some more cheerleaders, fellas. Right. Hey. <laughs> That's good to see that, man. It's good to see those wins coming in on both sides. But yeah, it is. I think the girls are kind of giving them a little hey nudge. Where y'all at? You know, we over here. Right. <laughs> they, they getting it. Coach Riggins is 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 putting up his he, he throwing his flag up for a new contract as well. So yeah. hey, let's get it that done. Re -up, that re-up about to be real across Man. the board from multiple yeah. coaches. They getting points on the package. Yeah. <laughs> now one oh, sport we never do get a chance to talk to, and I, I don't know why we always miss it, but tennis actually got a nice win this week too. Uh yeah. for the old over um uh who was that they played? Uh was it Southern? Southern, yes, indeed. So, yeah. you know, it's nice to see these spring sports really kicking it in the gear, huh? <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, life, you know, life don't end in December. No, no, no. No, no. no. Life. It seems like it's starting in December. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. Hey, I'm just looking at the, just looking at the, at the stats, man. <laughs> it's a data point. Data point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, track and field is on and going. So uh, the Lady Panthers improved their performance at the uh, Pepsi Florida relays. Um, so that that moved them up in the standings in the SWAC. So that was that was a meet out in Gainesville. So we had our senior uh, Shelby Devereaux in the women's 1500 put together a great race. That resulted in her uh, PR uh, or season best of uh, 459.26, puts her number six in the SWAT. Uh, uh, Asia Harris uh, continues her success in the 200. Um, she ran her personal best of 2383. Uh, and then she's followed by the senior Jada Sabir, a junior uh, Sydney Stewart, who were both under the 25 second barrier at 2486. 
and 24.95 respectively. So those are decent times, you know, it, coming into April. We still got a lot of time left in, in uh, outdoor track, so they've still got some time to uh, improve on those. And then uh, sophomore Jordan Garnett rounded out the highlights with her huge personal best in the women's 300-meter steeplechase, where she finished sixth with a time of 12.29.61, uh, taking more than 20 seconds off her personal best and putting her number one in the SWAC performance list. That's big so that's a good thing. That's points. She points. Yeah. She points. Yeah. Yep. So they concluded the day with the competition with outstanding performances that continue to move them up the uh, uh, the West Regional uh, list for um, the NCAA. Next, for the men, on the men's side, the men are still trying to find their way a little bit. Uh, so we had freshman uh, Sean St. Romain led the field events uh, with his ninth place finish in the men's long jump with a mark of 23, foot, 23 feet, 2 inches. Uh, he's currently ranked fifth in the SWAC on the performance list. And then sophomore Michael Bogues, uh, who is currently third on the SWAC performance list, was 10th in the men's javelin with his best throw of 163 feet, 6 inches. Um, now, the highlight for the men was the grand, the grand finale, the 4 by 4 now, uh -oh. you know, you always close out a meet with the four by four. So we had uh, Christian Derrick, uh, Damon Cobbs, Aaron Knight, um, and Timothy Demerit put down a time of 307.91, which currently ranks them eighth, not in the swag, in the NCAA. Wow. So them boys wow. rolling. Yeah, They're man. rolling. So I, I, I like that. They might make it to Hayward if they can keep it. Keep it. If they can, they can hold that eighth spot. They're on their way to Hayward, man. Let's go, guys. Yeah. Let's and go. You know, the mayor been putting it down. He ain't new to uh, this. He true to this. I'm trying to tell you. So yeah, the men are, are still trying to find some points um, as we start to enter into you know get closer to this uh, to the SWAC uh, meets. So I'm looking for the men to not necessarily make noise like they did last year, but uh, the women should be well in the mix because we're starting to see some of our distance runners come into play uh, where last year we were really sprinter focused. So, you know, we get some field events and some distance runners uh, getting points and, and we might be looking at another one. Pause up again. Let's go. Let's go. All in the spring, I'm just saying. <laughs> All in the spring. <laughs> man, so there's a lot going on on the hill, man. You can just stay in that back corner of the athletic facilities, yeah. and you're good. You just turn around, just turn your chair. Oh, look at that. They win it again. Oh, they win it again over there. Oh, they win it again over there. Hey, but good news. Good news from the football field. The spring game will be Saturday April the set the twenty second at yeah. four o'clock. Again, April the twenty second at four o'clock. They want y'all out there the purple yeah. and gold game. Come on yeah, out hey. there, check it out. It's, it's oh, an that's official also tailgate the, uh, too, right? That is. Yeah. Uh, alumni tailgate is going to be going. There's also um, Pantherland Day, Pantherland on yep. the Hill Day. Um, so high school juniors, y'all with high schoolers out, bring them out, have let them see a good time. Um, stay for the game. Yeah, it's yeah, a it is. it's a camp full campus tour starting that morning. Uh, it'll be like half a day, half a day. They'll see everything about everything that they ever wanted to know about Prairie A&M University. And, and FYI, get your application in early because it's a long line of kids, high schoolers trying to get into PV and other HBCUs, as y'all well know. So, yeah. Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, dude, that's a great point. 
I listened to somebody was talking on one of the groups uh, earlier last week, and he was trying to get his son in. And son has a really strong GPA, good test scores. He said they told him that they were still working through the 4.0 and above kids. I said, what? Message. (laughs) Bro, my daughter sitting on a 5.2. And she, well, she's good. She's already She ain't got anything. (laughs) AP, man. The AP classes are Uh, 5.0. If you working with a 3.5, that's a good Three fives are too old nowadays. Yeah, you ain't, you'll get in school, but you ain't getting no money. I was yeah. like, "Wow!" To tell yeah, man, a parent that yeah, be glad we came through and we did, man. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> I've been up there at Brenham at the JUCO. <laughs> hey, with Cam Newton though. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in good stock. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's great. It's it's nice to see the profile being elevated to that point. You know, it's um it's it's refreshing, it's awe-inspiring, but you know, you still like, wow, okay, impressive. I, yeah, I I have maybe mixed emotions about it because uh historically we have served uh you know a lot of first generation college students. Uh, a lot of folks who otherwise wouldn't be able to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know I can say that um, the only place my my story is possible where I'm graduating with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering is Prairie View. I say that with full confidence, knowing that that is the case, because, you know, I, I wasn't the best student, um, but. Prairie View gave me that chance. They believed in me. They pushed me. They wouldn't give up on me, and they didn't make me change my major when I had to take a couple of them classes over. So, um, you know, when we start elevating to a point where a lot of those kids can't get in, where do they go? So I don't think it's where they don't – they're not getting in, and I do think that they still offer some opportunities for those kids that need some additional support. Um, I've run into a couple of situations where, you know, they offer those classes that kind of help fill the gap. If you did, you know, you had some challenges coming out of high school. So I don't think we're still um, neglecting that population. So we're still staying true to our our heritage and saying, yeah, we're here to serve the the, the underserved. Right. Um, but I do think it sends a message to a lot of these kids, regardless of where you stand socioeconomically or academically, is that it's a competitive world out there and it's only getting worse. And you got to realize that. Preview is not the it's not last chance you you know That's and right. you gotta put forth that work to come up here and wear those that purple and gold bro <laughs> you know you just you can't come up look long gone are the days you decide August the twentieth that nah, I'll just go to PV right so but you know I I do hope that there is a uh, some initiatives that exist out there that still opens up a door or a pathway for those kids to still get in and still, you know, get an opportunity to pursue. But you got to realize that if you are coming with those challenges, you better sell your story, Jack. <laughs> I mean, no, sure. I don't care what violin you need to bring with you, but you better cue them up and stuff. Play, man. I, I never, I didn't have two shoes that match. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what it is, but you better figure it out. That's what those are just the merit-based, though, right? But I'm no, no, no. I'm saying even for PV, that's just merit-based stuff. There's still need-based opportunities out there for folks too. So it's 
I don't think we're missing the boat with them. Yeah, no, but that's what Juco's are for. If, yeah. if you don't have the grades, if you don't have the 275 to get in the PV, then you go to Juco for a semester or two. Then you transfer. We also yep. have the Northwest campus yes. uh, right outside of Tomball, where that's a, there's an opportunity there for you to to, to uh, enter into Prayer View, too, and commute from home if, if need be. So we're still serving a lot of first-generation college students. I believe that the figure I heard was 60% of our student body is first-generation college students. But even with them being first generation, they're still high academic achievers. Yes. Within that 60%, they bust in full point in 5.0 GPA. So I'm telling you, man. Hey, let's not get it twisted, baby. But it's competitive. This ain't Canada. This is the United States of America. Capitalism. The the, the strongest survive. You want to eat? <laughs> but, uh, it's not a kill or be killed. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's what it is. They'll say it, it's a cold world out there. It's cold if you ain't got a jacket. <laughs> you, hey, man, you spend four years of high school drawing and, and, and rapping, and you you know whatever being disconnected from your future uh, career thoughts. If you if you don't think for have any forward thought for four years of high school, you putting yourself in a hole and i see so many so many kids in, in particular our young men unfortunately who fall in that hole because the sister's getting it done which is yeah, why pv right. is eight is 18 to one the sisters is getting it done baby yep but they always have been man the sisters have always been out front uh and leading from the front so uh it, we got to step it up bro because you know, I don't have daughters, but if I had a daughter, I'm like, man, hey, right, it's tight. <laughs> Who's she gonna marry? Yeah, we ain't just selling for no scrub. It ain't going down every single day. Like, say, man, look, I'm I'm putting two in the pot. Can you just look? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you two. I, I, right I, I, I did put two in the pot. I do have two in the pot. <laughs> so I got one. That he 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 got benefits. He got a four one k already. <laughs> hey, already, he good. The other one, he he starting dental school, so he gonna be good. I'm, I'm, I'm adding to the denominator here. Oh, all right, I'm with you, bro. Keep it, keep it coming. <laughs> got he said she got me like hey say less how old you think he is <laughs> grown now hey you like tall girls <laughs> what's the song what's the song with that guy with that high voice but I'm a man now baby I'm a grown man <laughs> oh man we done went off the train oh man. y'all off the train today, let's boy. take a quick break and let's come back with the we ready shout outs <laughs> Oh my god. Man, I still get hyped every time I have 